big what's up guys i'm blue shout out or podcast coming your way we're up to 282 guys today we're going to talk about toronto bowl and then the next episode will be 284 we're going to talk about testosterone again it'll be the part two episode we did part one previously and then the one right before this was 280 with that was decadura bowl and so if you have not listened to those i um recommend going back and listening to those great information in those podcasts so this one guys is turinobol um you probably know this as t-bol t-b-o-l that's the slang term for it and t-bol is a really cool oral steroid um it's a derivative of dianobol d-bol but the difference is it doesn't aromatize into estrogen and there's also a lot of different uh, things about it um, that are really, really cool. And we're going to talk about it on this podcast. One of the nice things about it is it's very cost efficient and it's a pretty, really, really cool steroid. One of my personal favorite orals. So let's talk about this. Um, Rick, how's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? So guys, so yeah, we're doing uh, T-Bowl today. How, how do you pronounce it, Steve? I like to call it Turinobol. How do you, what do you call it? Turinobol. I call it. <laughs> We'll figure it out. So, um, yeah, it's a great steroid, great uh, information behind it, good history. Uh, let's get started in the history. Turinobol was developed by Jena Pharma. This is a pharmaceutical company out of Eastern Germany, right after uh, Second World War. Jena Pharma patented the hormone in 1961, and it became available for clinical use in 1965. Like Steve said, uh, the product is just uh, basically take the, they took the idea of Dianabol, which was already widely in use, and they modified the structure so that the steroid won't interact with aromatase enzyme, won't turn into estrogen, and it also won't turn into uh, DHT. It won't interact with the reductase enzyme either. So you cover both ways. It won't become an estrogen, it won't, and it won't become a stronger, more androgenic steroid either. And uh, that was the modification that took place. And they basically, this drug was, was given almost force you can say, to a lot of German athletes. Over 10,000 of them are estimated to have used the drug from about 1968 all the way through about, all the way through about 1989. And then uh, after uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the doping program was uh, exposed. It was, I think it was called a state plan topic, uh, something, some number. And it was just a, a secret doping program going on in East Germany using mainly trainable. Uh, some of it was given to athletes unbeknownst to them of what they were actually taking. They were just told they were taking some vitamins and told they had to take it. And it was trainable. Interesting side note there about Jabajanafon and trainable. It was the first original product they developed they actually came up with this hormone on their own. They came right out of their, uh, right out of their lab. And uh, years and years later, Jeff had to pay a big settlement to a lot of the athletes that sued the company for their involvement and in their being doped by the, by the powers that be there in East Germany. So it's a really interesting little side note there that Jenna Farmer had to later come back and, you know, make good with, Athletes that were given their product without their knowledge and, and real consent because nobody was really informed of the possible side effects. It, it was just about win medals, win medals, let's dominate, win medals. And there wasn't a lot of conscience behind it. And, and, you know, working with these athletes helped. 
So, um, so yeah, that's about the that's about really the the main history of of Turnable. It was uh, produced by a legitimate pharmaceutical company, believe all the way until 1994, and right around then, it's supposed to have been discontinued, as far as I can tell. And uh, it made a real comeback. Turnable made a real comeback years later. After Operation Gear Grinder, when all of the Mexican veterinarian labs started to go out of business, is when we really had the new era of underground labs come about. And the underground labs loved Turnable. It was one of the very first anabolics that they introduced uh, to, the, to the public. One of the very first unique orals that, that were introduced that weren't available through human grade or veterinarian channels. And... Uh, so yeah, it's it for the history of it, guys. Yeah, and what's cool about it, part of the reason for that too, is there are no medical reasons for it. It wasn't developed for medical reasons. And that's kind of cool. It was simply developed to dope. I mean, it, it was uh, completely, it's one of the rare unusual steroids that were just plain developed to lift more weight, get more mass, prevent muscle wasting in athletes. So that's kind of the cool thing. Now, what we, we mentioned a couple times, it doesn't aromatize into estrogen. What does that mean? And what this means is you don't have to worry about estrogen-based side effects when you take it by itself or if you take it with another compound that doesn't aromatize into estrogen. That means you don't have to worry about gynecomastia. You don't have to worry about water retention. You don't have to worry about insomnia as much. You don't have to worry about high blood pressure as much. All those side effects that come with retaining water that's the cool thing about it. So you don't need to run an, an aromatized inhibitor like Aromacenter or Aromidex with T-Bowl as long as you're not stacking it with a lot of steroids that aromatize. Now, let's talk about some of the benefits, guys. One of the cool things about T-Bowl, and it's one of the reasons it's, it, a lot of strength athletes who compete love T-Bowl, is that you get strength boosts without a lot of weight gain. So if you need to make weight, if you're a wrestler who needs to make weight, if you're a power lifter who needs to make weight, et cetera, et cetera. You know, even some of these sports like boxing or MMA, sometimes those guys will use a little bit of it too to get some strength. Um, you're going to get tighter muscles without a puffy look. It does boost strength a lot more than people think. A lot of people think, oh, it's a weak steroid. It's not very androgenic or androgenic at all. It was designed for the East German females, Olympians, yada, yada, yada. So it can't build strength. No, no, no. I actually hit my personal records running T-Bowl as part of my stack. It is a really, really good one. Another good thing it does is it binds to SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin. And that allows you to use it in a stack. Very, very beneficial to do that. It makes the other steroids in your stack work that much better because it's gonna increase your free, free testosterone ratio. And it's got low side effects because it's mild. So you don't have to worry about not getting sleep when you take it and not being able to get the results from it. What do you think, Rick? What are some benefits? I like Turinable as opposed to Dianable as a kickstart uh, when I'm trying to stay dry. Like I discussed in previous podcasts, uh, a lot of guys will run Dianabol and use an AI with it to avoid estrogen side effects. You should just use Turinabol instead. I said it then, I'll say it now. Just use T-Bowl. That is your uh, replacement for Dianabol when you are concerned about estrogen side effects. And Turinabol works great. The, re the effects are comparable. 
I think the long-term results are also uh, very close. And you see, guys, these hormones, when they enter your body, uh, some of them can be aromatized. They can be turned into estrogen-like hormones by the aromatase enzymes. And when you get something like turinable, uh, the scientists modified the structure so that it's no longer compatible with the aromatase enzyme. The aromatase enzyme can't attach to it and, and change it in any, in any significant way. can't do it. So it stays as a male hormone, never attaching or interacting female uh, receptors, you know, which is the case with Dianabol. It's definitely easy to get. It's available. It's also pretty cheap, a very cheap steroid to, to buy. It's not, not expensive. And, um, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll change it up. They'll supplement and give you low doses of Turinabol instead of uh, Anavar. Uh, or Winstrol sometimes because those tend to be more expensive. It's, uh, it's a good steroid uh, to use. Definitely a great kickstart. It, it's cheap and you're also not into the additional cost of going into, um, of going into AIs and such. I personally, having Turinabol in hand and being a male, I probably wouldn't really use Anavar or Winstrol because they're more expensive to buy and they're weaker in the body than T-Bowl at, at the same dosage as I feel like. So I wouldn't really see, I mean, unless I'm going into contest and I'm looking to get, you know, Winstrol dry, um, it's probably not, it's probably best trainable could be the best oral just to use in, in general for, for the most part. Unless again, unless you're looking for a bulk in oral, then you want to look into Dianabol, Anadrol. But just a good, good dry gains oral or cutting oral, Turinable is is it, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't step outside of that. So what are the dosages? Um, what guys like to use somewhere between ten to twenty milligrams, up to forty, fifty, even sixty milligrams, would be a, a a good dosage for a male. In my experience, I've always got really good results somewhere between twenty and forty milligrams, especially when I'm using it in a stack. Now, females don't exceed 10 milligrams. Really, 5 milligrams should be plenty for you. Um, just like all anabolic steroids, you don't want to abuse if you're a female. You don't want to abuse if you're a male either. But females can possibly get viralization effects by overdosing Turonable. Remember, it is still derived from male hormones, so don't mess around with it too much if you're a female. Have a lot of respect for it, guys. The thing about Turonable, which is really, really cool, is the half-life. It's got a really, really long half-life. I've seen, I've seen numbers, 16 hour half-life. So what that means is you can dose it once a day, no problem. And also it will still be in your system once you stop using it for another week, week and a half because of such a long half-life. So have a lot of respect for it. We're gonna get into the side effects shortly, but first, Rick, how did you use T-Bowl and how do you recommend to use T-Bowl as part of a stack? You know, I like T-Bowl a lot with, um, with EQ, which I've said is one of my favorite steroids. It also works well with testosterone. Uh, it would definitely work well with DECA, although I haven't tried it with DECA. It's just a good, good steroid. It's a good Kickstarter. When I first started using steroids, uh, T-Bowl was just impossible to come by. You've heard about it, but you didn't think you could get it. And then in the you know late, I would say... Uh, 2007, 2008, Turnable was everywhere. And 
going into you know 2012 2013 it just became real popular and it's available everywhere every source had it and i just like it it's dry gains i felt it gave me a great strength a lot of the things that i enjoyed from using trembolone even you could say but just not as dramatic obviously it's not as, as strong um it's not as strong and you can't take it for as long as you would take trembolone but yeah, it is like a little baby oral trembolone that doesn't aromatize, doesn't have all those side effects. Gives you that strength. And that's why I compare it to trembolone more than Dianimal because you get that dry strength. And that I really liked about it. Easy on the joints, even though you're, you're, you know, your pushing is real easy on the joints. It's just a really good steroid. Uh, you don't have to worry too much about um, hair loss with it. Uh, again, something that I, I like it over trend. It's doesn't have the bad side effects of trend, has some of the same benefits, maybe just not as strong, would be a good way in my mind to, to, to kind of, it's the way I perceive uh, trainable in my mind when I, when I think about it, when I think about adding it to my stack. It's just that, that strong steroid. Obviously, you have to get off of it after four to six weeks, six weeks, six weeks stops, because it will affect your liver. It is a, a very strong oral. I obviously took Entogard with it. So Tutka Milk Thistle, with it definitely on every cycle. And yeah, don't exceed the, the four to six week mark. It's such a good steroid, won't give you like bad side effects, you won't feel shitty from it, that you may be tempted to run it a lot longer than you should, but you really shouldn't run it any longer. than. So uh, for me, three ways that I've ran it that I really think you guys will enjoy. The first way is what Rick, Rick, Rick was talking about, just kickstarting it. If you're running a 12 or 14 week cycle, or 10-week cycle, kickstart it the first four to six weeks, 20, 30, maybe 40 milligrams a day at most. That's plenty. Any cycle. It could be test, EQ, Primo, whatever. Any, any injectable cycle, just kickstart it, and you'll, you'll love it. You won't get a boost in side effects. The second way, for those of you who hate injections, T-Bowl with D-Bowl, 20 milligrams of each. I've done that. For about five weeks, great little stack, good yin and yang effect. Effect. You won't need an AI probably if you do that. So I really recommend that if you just want to want oral only. Make sure you're running your N2 guard. You need your liver support, obviously. Third way, and this is the way I hit my personal records: 200 to 250 milligrams a week of Tren Ace, and then 30 milligrams a day of T Bowl for six weeks. I know that doesn't sound like a long time, guys, but trust me, you will hit personal records and strength on that stack. 30 milligrams of T-Bowl, 200 to 250 milligrams of Trenace for just six weeks. That's it. Six weeks and then stop. Make sure you're in top shape before you start that cycle. Make sure you're peaking your strength. If you're trying to blow through your plateau, I guarantee, I can practically guarantee you will blow your personal records and strength on that stack. And the nice thing about it is it won't be a lot of side effects because it's going to be a very mild compound. You're keeping the trend at a low dose and then the, the T-Bowl won't spike your side effects too much. So it's a really, really good stack. Give that a shot next time for those of you who want to just become beasts in the gym. That would be um, something to do. Now let's talk about all the side effects, Rick. Um, you mentioned the liver, so you definitely want to run your liver support. We talked about that, the tilka, the milk thistle. Those are ingredients found in Entugard. 
But also got to keep in mind, guys, just like all anabolic steroids, Terenobol is going to shut you down. So what that means is that your pituitary glands are going to go dormant. They will not be producing hormones when you're on it. And just like any analog steroid, it'll start shutting you down the first couple of weeks you're on it. So you want to make sure that you're aware of that and you run a good post-cycle therapy after. You always need post-cycle therapy after running any analog steroid. No matter how mild, you should run a post-cycle therapy because you want to protect your gains. So that would be something you definitely have to do. Another side effect, I'm going to let you, Rick, you talk about this, is the pumps. And that is something you have to be aware of if you're into sports like boxing, MMA, or running. So, Rick, talk about the pumps that you got with T-Bowl. Yeah, it's close to Dianabol for those pumps, man. It's another issue that I had with Dianabol that kept me away from it after a while. It's definitely those damn pumps. Like we've said in other podcasts, taurine helps, making sure you have proper balance of electrolytes. Coconut water uh, helped me, massaging, uh, just anything to relax those muscles. And the main idea is if you're doing any sort of like long distance running, MMA, kickboxing, you know, just anything where those pumps are going to become uncomfortable, CrossFit, you really want to stay with very low doses of Turinabol to maybe not use it at all. Yeah, during the time that you're doing uh, that style of training because it will affect you. Also, uh, the strength gains are, are awesome on it. Uh, you want to watch out, obviously, for injuries because uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you really want to push. I mean, it's, it's, you, you're going to know you're, you're on something really strong. After about the third week on it, uh, you're going to be hitting some, you're going to be feeling a lot stronger, a lot more confident, but obviously watch, watch over your joints uh, in that regard. All right, guys. Um, also, detection time. If you are a tested athlete, you have to be careful because it can be detectable um, a couple months or a few months after you stop using it. The metabolites will be left. And if you do uh, have to submit to a test, if you're a tested athlete, there's a good chance you will get busted. So, um, you know, that goes back to the uh, Russians using it during the Olympics. I think that that contributed a lot to T-Bowl. And I think a lot of athletes over the years have used T-Bowl because word of mouth spreads, coaches run their mouths. And that helped Russia a lot after World War II uh, win a lot, win a lot of stuff in the Olympics. And I think that people started just yakking their mouth and, a lot of people started using it unaware that they could get busted for it. So you really have to be careful with it. And there's been a lot of professional athletes who, who have been busted for Toronto Bowl over the years. Um, a lot of uh, athletes, especially in uh, East Europe and Russia, who have gotten busted for it. Yeah, look, the, the new era that we're going in and testing it's going to be pretty hard for anybody to get away with using steroids. They'd have to know really what they're doing. And just you regular steroids are probably not the best way to go with performance enhancement anymore. Because now they're just going down the tree of metabolites down to, to just minute conversions and finding, you know, the second or third or fourth metabolite down the chain that Terenable or Dianable or any of these hormones will turn into months and months later, and they'll catch you. They will look for these metabolites that would not be in your system unless they started off as that Terenable, as that 
Dianabol is that steroid you were taking months ago. And that's a way that they catch athletes now that were using short acting stuff because a lot of these metabolites will store themselves in your fatty tissue. And as you cycle through your fatty tissue over the months, it'll come back out and start popping out and you'll have small amounts of it in your system. So it's definitely a new era, a new dawn coming in performance enhancement testing. The testing is getting better and better. And the science uh, for the testing is, get, is getting better and better. So uh, definitely something to look out for. Those old charts from the old detection times from uh, back in the day, those just don't work anymore. And, you know, there's more advanced testing hasn't reached every corner of every sport. Some sports are still staying with the older testing, I think on purpose. But the UFC is a good example where they're now using USADA for their uh, anti-doping policy enforcement and uh, they're catching people. So it's just something to keep in mind uh, for all you uh, guys competing out there. Yeah, the former head, he was a former head of the anti-doping center from Russia, the uh, World Anti-Doping Agency, the WADA. And he actually, his name was Grigory Rachenikov. And if you guys can read about it, it's kind of fascinating. He came up with a way to kind of catch people using T-Bowl way after they stopped using it. And he, they started using his system actually recently, since 2016. And a lot of athletes, specifically from Russia, Ukraine, and Bolera, so those East European countries and those old USSR um, satellite states, they were a lot of weightlifters that were using it, both males and females. And then sprinters also love T-Bowl. Long distance runners, you don't want to use T-Bowl because of the pumps, but the sprinters love it. The weightlifters love it because, like I said at the start, it doesn't fuck with your weight. So you can hop on it at a low dose. You weigh, say, 150 pounds. You're trying to make that weight class, 150-pound weight class or 155-pound weight class. You know, you, you will stay. You will stay at that weight. You won't balloon 10, 15 pounds like you would taking D-ball. So it is really, really cool. It's a really cool steroid, and I think it's – a little underappreciated, underrated out there, and it's dirt cheap. Um, any source, underground labs, any sources out there, guys, they will sell T-Bowl. So if you haven't tried T-Bowl yet, it may be something that you're interested in. Anything else to add, Rick, before we finish up? You know, many of you guys probably have tried T-Bowl, but you thought you were using Anavar or Winstrel, maybe, you know? They'll uh, use smaller doses and, and switch them out because you tend to be able to get uh, produced evil cheaper than you can Anavar or Winstrel nowadays. Um, have, you, have you seen that in, in our prices out there, Steve? Am I still correct or is my info on, or is outdated on it? But I think, um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of guys have probably used turnable unbeknownst to that that was what they were uh, using. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's it's cheap. Uh, it's not as cheap as D-Bowl, but it's pretty fucking cheap. So you can definitely cheaper get it. Than, cheaper than Anavar or Winshaw, right? Absolutely, yeah. Of course, yeah. You could see how, how scummy sores would send somebody, uh, you know, five uh, NG uh, tabs of Terranobol and tell them, you know, these are uh, Anavar. Yeah, they, they believe it or not, they still do that. But sometimes the source won't even know. So <laughs> they're just getting it from uh, their own place and then they're reselling it. So... Yeah, you got to trust your source at NDA, guys. Uh, you got to trust your source on this stuff. Look, any good source that, that keeps a good chemist around 
think I'll be able to know if it's the right shit just by looking at it. These powders have a certain look, a certain smell, a certain taste. So uh, when they substitute, to me, I think the sources has to know because the materials look look different. There's some of them that, that look a lot a lot alike, but man, they're they're somewhat different. So you know, sources should know. I, I think a lot of them just substituted being real real scummy. And uh, probably a lot of women out there have used Serenable thinking they were using Anabar as well. So yeah, it's real cheap to, to get it. It's one of the ones that I, it's one of the steroids that I'm pretty confident I can get cheap. And it's just a great, it's a great one to use with, with testosterone, with Becca, with pretty much anything. It's a good, good steroid. Um, I mean, I can't say enough about it. All right, guys. Look, you guys got a lot of information in this podcast. If you have any further questions, hit me up, Steve SMI on the evolution.org forums next podcast like we said at the start is going to be part two of testosterone we're going to hit that and, and answer up all your remaining questions all right guys have a good evening have a good evening rick talk to you guys hey guys uh, uh before we go little small confession uh we had a little bit of an internet issue so about about 15 good minutes of the testosterone podcast uh was inaudible you couldn't you couldn't understand any of it so I, we ended up clipping that out and we ended up with a very short podcast missing a lot of information on testosterone. So this is why we decided to throw a part two in there right away so that our part two podcast get, will really help us get that information that we were forced to clip out because of the sound issues. We'll, we'll be able to put it back in there now. Yeah, guys, that will be 284, podcast 284. So this is podcast 282, Ball, guys. Check it out. Give it a shot. Hit me up. Let me know how you like it. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.